you were born with only one hand. But if anyone tried to impose limits on you, you must not have been listening. Instead, you followed a dream to become a guitarist, and that led to a successful career in music. Now, as you travel around the world, what started as a dream for you has become a source of hope for countless others. You're listening to 2233, a podcast of exchange stories. We visited a rehabilitation center. We got to, not only did we get to perform for the children, students there, we got to really exchange music and art. It was a lot of fun. We were invited to participate and get up and dance. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not shy. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. So um, at first, I, I, I don't think I was moving in the right way, but then I was shown the proper masculine <laughs> dance yeah. movements. So no, no, um, no. Don't put your hands like this. The men do this. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Strong, assertive yes. for the women, you know. So <laughs> Moments like that, you aren't quite sure what's going to happen, but you just go with the flow and... You know, just live in the present. Those those are the moments I'm definitely gonna hold dear and and really remember. This week, touching the heads of children, playing ring around Alex, and the generosity of people's time. Join us on a journey from Nashville all around the world, inspiring multitudes along the way. It's twenty two thirty three. We report what happens in the United States, warts and all. These exchanges shaped who I am. When you get to know these people, they're not quite like you. You read about them. They are people very much like ourselves. And oh, that's what we call cultural exchange. Well, my name is Tony Memel. I'm originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but six years ago moved to Nashville, Tennessee to pursue music. I've been on several tours with the Department of State, uh, working with American Music Abroad and Arts Envoy. And actually, this tour that we're leaving for this week will actually be our 13th and 14th countries working with the with these programs. So it's been such a joy. This is my absolute favorite kind of work to do. I am Joey Wingard. I've been in Nashville about 13 years now. Oh, my gosh. And then I, I play electric guitar and acoustic guitar. And um, I've been touring with Tony for about two and a half years now. This will be my ninth and 10th country going around with Tony and being part of his band. I'm Alex Nixon. I'm originally from Jonesboro, Arkansas, and I've been living in Nashville, Tennessee now for, it's coming on 14 years in August. And I'm by trade a freelance musician. I play drums and percussion and do some singing as well. I really enjoy these programs for a lot of reasons. I feel when I have the opportunity to be traveling to these countries and to be working with especially youth, there's just all these amazing opportunities for impact. And I feel like my life is always impacted. I'm a totally different person than I was when I, than before I started doing these tours. And I also know from feedback from, from people I meet uh, that we're also making impact as we go. 
kind of cliche to say that you know it's a universal language, but it there's something about the way music makes you move, feel, think that transcends any kind of culture, any kind of language barrier, and it just you could play a chord and people know what that means. And I think that's as specific as I can get because it really, it is, it's one of those ethereal things. Realizing that while we have different cultures, we're very much the same. A big thing that I try and practice and learn is that I feel like music is an opportunity to look beyond myself and look more in at it as a service or as an opportunity to share and just to uh, kind of get out of your own mind a little bit and be looking for opportunities just to, to connect with people. So once you start to move beyond uh, like worrying about how you sound or what it, how you're coming across and just, you know, be in it, um, I think that that is liberating and actually ends up being the opportunity to make the, the biggest connections. I remember before our last tour when we were going to be traveling to Asia, uh, we were told in our briefing over and over, um, we were going to be working with kids a lot. And they said, you know, don't touch children on the head, which <laughs> which is like, I don't generally go around touching people on the head. But like once you're told that you can't do that or something like, oh, you little rascal, come here. Like, <laughs> like a, it makes you feel like, like a little bit aware of that. But we went to a school. Um, it was a specifically, we work a lot with children with differences. I was born without a left hand and taught myself to play the guitar. And as we travel around, we um, this particular day, we were working with children who were in school, but working through dyslexia and other um, learning differences. And I remember going into the school, the children were very polite, all just waiting for us to come in and do our concert. And we did the show. And then afterwards, we had had so much fun. Uh, a little girl came up to me and she took my hand and touched it to her head. And then the whole class came up and did that one after the the other and we we're told that when we left that that's a sign of like great respect that that was a, and that was a really touching moment for me <laughs> and uh yeah it touches me to this day when i think about it, it gives me goosebumps we were in, in Bang, cambodia and we we're playing this this school, this art school that trains kids and some adults in, in, in the arts and how to find job, jobs and work. One day we get to play this big show in Bang at this school and just the people that came out and their enthusiasm and these kids. And we were kind of in the jungle and they brought in these a bunch of spotlights and that also brought in every bug from the jungle. A big a biblical plague of bugs. That was something I've never experienced ever. I mean, just you had to keep your mouth closed for most of the thing. Or, or, or the, so I don't envy Tony who had to sing the whole time. But it was so sweet. Everyone was so supportive. And there was a group of uh, students there that they they started a fire and put leaves on it to make smoke. And we're wafting smoke onto the stage to keep the bugs away from us. And it was just, it was just one of those moments that I was like, this is so beyond anything I've ever done. One time on this previous tour where I felt particularly 
proud of my American upbringing and, and heritage was I mentioned earlier that we have the opportunity to do lots of different types of work on these tours. So our first day in Georgia was public concerts, but our second day we were asked to lead a forum, a conversation with local uh, activists and people in the non-government organizations working especially with people who have physical differences and disabilities and asked to actually lead this conversation with with them we were told that they were actually like looking to the united states for ways to model their own law system and their own type of inclusion that the united states tends to uh, that is does a good job with in this regard in, in my estimation one thing that really struck me is in our meeting, one man said that just 15 years ago in Georgia, if you were somebody who had a significant physical difference, a significant physical disability, that you were carried as long as you could be carried until you were too heavy to be carried. And then you would be laid in the bed that you would spend the rest of your life in. And so they're working like tirelessly on just Im improving infrastructure and making it so that you can, you know, have an, take an elevator in a building or you can get around the city and just up and down stairs and things. They said that it gave them great courage uh, to meet us because of the physical difference that I have. Because one other thing they're also trying to encourage is local role models and people to just demonstrate that you are, have a purpose, that you're wonderfully made, that you can go out and do things with your life, with your special, unique gifts, talents, and abilities. Just to have been told that by that group of, of people and just to have felt that like-mindedness a world away was just a, a really beautiful moment for me on this previous tour in Georgia. I think a lot of it comes down to the individual. I think a lot of it comes down to, to culture. Um, in some places we've been, people have come up to me and said they've been shamed by their parents from the time they're very little. They are put into, uh, they're not mainstreamed in schools. They're kept private. And I think if that's something you're told your whole life, maybe that's something you start to believe about yourself. But there's also a lot of resilience. <laughs> and I believe that it's part of my own personal mission to have the opportunity to share music and, and the upbringing that I had and just the music that I do and the, the cast that I make to play the guitar. And I find in especially teaching people uh, adaptive music, like helping somebody who's never played guitar before to make their first few chords, even if they have a significant physical difference, that if you can get past that initial challenge, where there's a will, there's a way. There's a lot of heart in these people and uh, a lot of courage and a, and a lot of hope. So that's something that I love having the opportunity to, to just speak right into and live right into when we have these chances to tour. Almost every meal, if I'm carrying a plate or a tray, uh, somebody will come up and ask if I need help. I always say that I almost always just dismiss it. But then if they're persistent, especially something that I try and just be aware of and, and just friendly about is I think that like we live in a society in a world where people are like crying out for kindness. And I think one way that people demonstrate kindness is by offering a hand and trying to lend it. So I don't try and let my own pride get in the way of, you know, what uh, another person's offer to to do something nice for me. Um, I first first of all, I know I can do that thing. I know I can carry my plate from this from this table to that table. And uh, but if it's something they're trying to be nice about, I, I also try and just let that happen sometimes too. 
one very profound act of kindness happened really recently when we were uh, a couple weeks ago when we were in Jordan. We played at a disability center, one of the most amazing shows I've been a part of and just the reaction and the strength in these people and they were all touched and we were it was just a great exchange and they made handmade gifts one guy made a, a handmade mosaic really heavy beautiful piece of that says tony memel we are here and it was just like profound and then this really sweet guy was just trying to we were in a rush to get to the next show at the mall and we you know it's just one of those things that it's like we can't we'd spend here all day if we could but we just have to go but he's trying to get our attention kind of and he's like okay okay we'll i'll we'll see you at the mall i'll come to the mall and then he showed up and we played this really amazing show at the mall and it was streamed on facebook and it was just the reception was amazing and then his name was jameel and he he showed up at the mall and came up and he goes can i borrow you for a second but he wanted a private moment and he expressed to each of us how much that day meant to him and in the time between that show and the show at the mall he had went out and bought us all gifts tokens from from jordan tokens from his home uh town that really meant something to him and he presented us each and it was so nice that he wanted a one-on-one moment and Jamil that was that was really special I would build on what Joey said in terms of just the generosity of people that we have met in every place that I've had the chance to travel to. On this previous tour, somebody came up to me, a woman who had a son who had been born with Down syndrome, and she was just so excited to meet me that she had spent weeks making a handmade carpet for me uh, to take home. And those types of things are just, you know, just saying it right now, it just really touches me. And then I would also say that people are amazingly generous with their time and just their attention and interest. For a band traveling to a place like Cambodia for the first time to show up there and to be doing sound check two hours before our performance and have like a half full theater already. Just people can't wait to meet us and hear us. They're gonna be sitting there a long time. There's not much in between the sound check and when, when we start. And then playing a concert in a, a park in Taiwan when it's pouring rain, raining cats and dogs, cold, and people are just sitting out there in their ponchos listening to every note and stayed the entire concert. And moments like that make you, in whatever way you can, and just sing a little harder that night and uh, and just, just bring it and return in any way I can the gifts that have already been given to me. Well, this song is called I Am Never, Never, Never Gonna Give Up. And this is a song that's actually brand new. I wrote it not that long ago, but we just started sharing it on our previous tour, and it's been so fun to share with audiences because of the re- repetition and uh, it's not particularly difficult language that the audiences by the end of the song are are just screaming it out with us. So uh, this is one that we're really excited to share with you. A dream that deep man 
there's a will up the highest hill. Sing this anthem, keep the faith. I am never, never, never gonna give up. Never, never, never gonna give up. Never, 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 never gonna give up. I am never, never, never gonna give up. Never, never, never gonna give up. Never, 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 never gonna give up. Gotta get that grit, resilience, and strength. Gonna go the distance, no matter the length. Gotta be what I am meant to be. Gotta plan, gotta purpose, gotta destiny. Gonna be ready for anything that comes my way. No rain will ruin my parade. Gotta get good at getting up when I get knocked down. One time that oh. sticks out in my mind that was really powerful and special was uh, we were in Medan, Indonesia, visiting a children's hospital, and we were specifically in a pediatric uh, bone cancer unit, and so a lot of children who had recently had amputations and, and differences, we started the concert with them, but then throughout the concert, people from all throughout the hospital came, and this is another opportunity where the room started with everyone sitting quietly, but by the end, they were on the stage, and uh, some of them had like personal nurse attendants with them who were like uh, dancing with their IVs and like adjusting it as they go, and uh, it just, uh, man, just to... To be there in that moment singing uh, Can't Stop the Feeling by Justin Timberlake and have those kids dancing, that's something I want the whole world to know about. <laughs> It was pretty intense when we were in Azerbaijan. There was a, a guy, he's well-known musician uh, in the country, and he also teaches at the uh, National Conservatory. And he plays a native Azerbaijani instrument called the tar, which is a string guitar-like instrument. And I just felt super proud because we we all learned a uh, Azerbaijani folk song called Sena de Kalmaz. That was really super cool. And then it just ramped up to this very kind of euphoric state when this tar player got up and jammed on one of Tony's songs. And that was, that, that was just an amazing moment. And the communication was palpable between us. I would say the emotional range of our songs tends much more toward like 
almost everything is really up tempo and positive and uh, and so actually it tends to be more like you get walk into a room and everyone is very politely seated but by the end they're all crowded to the stage like dancing and singing and throwing their hands in the air and sweating and um so that i think just that change of uh of temperament and position and uh and just like elevation is what i really would take from our, our experiences a moment in Malaysia, in Johor Bahru, Malaysia, and we were playing this gymnasium, and the same thing. We we showed up to do sound check two and a half hours early, and the place was half full already, and they were there just with excitement, and then there was this shy kid that kept to himself, but he brought his guitar. He brought it and was so eager to show it to me. He was following, I guess, on what we were doing online because he knew what's, you know, what kind of songs we were playing and he was trying to pick up on some of the stuff I was I was doing. And so just for 15 minutes, sat down in front of him, just listened to him, pluck away. And it's like, this is cool. You'd, you'd like to think so much that music, your music or what you do touches people. And then to have him be so eager and so ready to show that and be himself be proud of what he was doing that yeah that that was like okay this is cool and then at the end of the show tony brought him on stage and he came up stage and plugged in and we played stand by me together <laughs> and uh that was a really cool moment This is Alex's first trip with us, and we were in Georgia, and this was kind of a tacked-on event, and they just wanted to stop by this center for for children with Down syndrome and cerebral palsy. They were just loving it, and we didn't have any amplification. There were, I don't know, 50, 50 kids just loving every, every moment of it and just having a ball, but there was no personal space. So there was no stage. We were just in this room. So everyone was running around and trying our instruments while we were playing. And it was so, it was so fun. But I just look back and one at one moment they were doing Ring Around Alex. Because Alex sits on a cajon. And he was they were all running around him in a circle. And Alex just has the biggest smile on his face playing. And that's what I got the biggest kick out of, Ring Around Alex. One thing that always happens is that no matter where we go in the world, people have a hard time with Joey's name. So he has been called Joyce. Joyce, yes. Bob. Bob. <laughs> his, oh, yeah. his last name is Wingard, but people have called him Wilkie. Wilkie, yeah. Um, so, 
It's a lot of fun just to now. I, I he responds to all of these names now within our our band yes. personal dynamics. You can call him Joyce Wilkie, and he'll know exactly who you're talking Bob. to. In that same vein, we showed up at a an American corner in Hachmats, Azerbaijan, and the kids were all waiting for us. They had all made signs with our names on it, and one that I, that <laughs> that we kept nice and close in the guitar case, so we could see it every time we opened it and remember this very special moment was. We love you, Tony and Alex. <laughs> In beautiful English letters. We love you, Tony and Alex. <laughs> no, Joey. No, Joey. No, yeah. <laughs> it's hard not to take that personally. I just met you, but I love you. No, you like to dance all night. No, you like rock and roll music. I talk to you, but you're pretty quiet. Got you wide. Surabaya, Indonesia, we were asked one day to lead a workshop for adaptive musicians, people who had an, any number of differences and were trying to make music a part of their life. I learned that day that one child who had come to the event had actually traveled seven hours to be there because he had heard that we were there and that we might have an opportunity to help him. 
and I felt this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And it's not playing to 35,000 people. It's touching one heart, one soul right now. I felt like that. this is my purpose. This is why I'm alive is to do this. Twenty two thirty three is produced by the Collaboratory, an initiative within the U.S. State Department's Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs, better known as ECA. My name's Christopher Wurst. I'm the director of the Collaboratory. Twenty two thirty three is named for Title Twenty Two, Chapter Thirty Three of the U.S. Code, the statute that created ECA. And our stories come from participants of U.S. government-funded international exchange programs. This week, we were lucky to hear stories and songs from the Tony Memel Band, featuring Tony Memel, Joey Wenger, and Alex Nixon. The band are veteran performers with American Music Abroad. For more about the band, check out TonyMemel.com. For more about ECA cultural programs and other exchanges, check out ECA.state.gov. We encourage you to subscribe to 2233 and leave us a nice review while you're at it. And we'd love to hear from you. You can write to us, as always, at ECA Collaboratory at state.gov. That's E-C-A-C-O-L-L-A-B-O-R-A-T-O-R-Y at state.gov. Photos of each week's interviewee and complete episode transcripts can be found at our webpage at eca.state.gov slash 2233. And you can check us out and follow us on Instagram now at 2233stories. Very special thanks to Tony, Joey, and Alex for their time and talent. Ana Maria Sinatine and I did the interview and I edited this segment. She and I also provided some backup hand claps and vocals for the epic Little Nook exclusive performances you heard of I Am Never, Never, Never Going to Give Up and Baby. All of the other music was courtesy of Tony, instrumental versions of Heads, Shoulders, Knees, and Toes, Best Week Ever, Try to Trade, and Old MacDonald Had a Farm. Music at the top of each episode is Sebastian by How the Night Came, and the end credit music is Two Pianos by Tagirlius. Until next time.